welcome back to the Flipside Podcast. Today, we have Will Nichols on. And for anybody who actually probably doesn't know this at all, but Will and I go way back. And this is very, very exciting to catch up with him on an official Flipside Podcast. So consultant and brain trainer, Will Nichols, thank you so much for being on today. It is a joy as always to see you and to chat with you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Always appreciate the invite and uh, glad to be here. Yeah, yeah, I was actually trying to think how long, how long we've known each other for, but I don't know. It's got to be a how many years? Like five years? Isn't that wild? It's got to be at least five years now because I think that pre-pandemic, that's like how I do timelines now, you know. And I was like, I think yeah. we knew each other for at least like three years before all of that happened. Yeah, because I remember, I'm trying to think, because I had you on my podcast, you were like yeah. the second episode of my old podcast, which would have been, oh my gosh, you were brunette the, with short hair. The OM podcast. <laughs> yeah, the OM cast. How so, funny. Well, I don't even know what year that would have been. That would have been maybe 2019, 2018. Yeah, I think it was, it was, I think it was 2018. Oh, wow. Time wow. flies. Time flies. Totally different versions of ourselves are showing up today, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, a lot has uh, happened since then. So a lot has yeah. happened. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you were living in New York for a little bit and that's where I kind of saw your journey go with um, your consulting and working with other men, I want to say specifically, which was cool. Like, you know, giving men some guidance and, and, you know, helping launch their career or whatever they wanted to accomplish in life. So is that what you're still doing? Or where do you, where do you see yourself from coming from your own words um, now in your career? Like what is Will Nichols up to? Uh, so right now, the last two years, I started a new business with my business partner. Uh, we're coming into corporate environments and doing uh, mental performance coaching, executive trainings, brain trainings, mindset stuff, uh, focusing more or less on the, the mind side and the personal development as opposed to business kind of coaching, although that is an inevitable byproduct is better performance. You know, your brain works better, your mind works better. Obviously, your work is going to look better. So that's what I've been focusing on the last little while, uh, doing seminars, talks, and consulting, pretty much you know, giving everything into this new this new venture, um, but I've been coaching and consulting for the last five, six years. So this is yeah. now just kind of our our new area, but it's uh, it's super exciting. We've got a lot of big um, big contracts coming up, which is really exciting. Can't say anything about that right now, but uh, lots of NDAs signed, but some big, big, big contracts. So I'm, I'm super pumped. And when we're able to share, I'll be uh, excited to, to tell everybody about it. But for now, it's... Uh, until everything's signed love to hear it yeah but no I love to hear it because I truly have been watching you from probably 
not necessarily day one, but very early on in your career. And you were one of the first people that I connected with um, via Twitter. And it's been a really cool place because now it's like I found lifelong friends. And I remember you were one of the first people who was talking about a lot of mindset stuff. And I was in, you know, entering my journey into that and really loving that other people were talking about it. So it's really cool to see how you've gone from one-on-one training to literally doing huge groups and seminars and becoming like your own version of Tony Robbins or whoever else wants to, you know, fill into that category. Um, I don't like to put people into categories, but it's really cool to see you kind of turn more into the Bob Proctor that we have both always loved and admired. So very, very Canadian too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we love Bob. RIP Bob. Um, Super blessed. Super blessed. Yeah. But this is so cool. So I want to know too, if you could give anybody any advice like that you've found recently um, in your own journey, like what is something that you're working on that maybe is like a new concept that you haven't really heard other people talking about, or what's something of value that you've learned recently that you can share with people who are listening? Well, I would say the biggest thing that I've been applying right now, and it's obviously extracted from client work and uh, just personal studies and learning and creating as well as you know when we create you know we get more inspired through creation and a lot of times when we're in a funk the easiest way to get out of that is just to start doing something just to start creating something anything writing whatever in order to start activating that inspiration Um, but recently it's really just been learning to uh, do as much as I possibly can based on where I'm at and then placing my order and letting everything else fall into place. Everything that's off the radar screen, just, you know, just trusting and knowing and believing and living by the principle that it's, it's done. Everything's taken care of. And uh, the more I do that, the better life gets, the easier life gets. And it doesn't mean that the work's easy. It just means that things come faster, things come easier and the quality of life improves because you're getting out of, you know, your own way. And that's, that's been the biggest thing. And, you know, that's essentially the work that we do with our clients too, in more or less in the corporate world, but um, it starts, you know, as you know, with ourselves. So being that embodiment is what allows us to then be an authority for our clients and other people on social media, et cetera. So that's really what I've been focusing on is just enjoying my time here. I'm in Mexico, beautiful Mexico. Um, so it's very difficult not to enjoy our time here. It's, you know, beautiful, sunny, right by the ocean. I mean, it's, uh, it's super blessed. So just learning to soak that in as much as possible and in, enjoy the process while letting everything else fall into place, especially the things that you can't control. Because at the end of the day, there's variables you can control and there's variables you can't control. And what matters most are the variables that you can control and letting everything else fall into place, doing as much as you possibly can. And that's how I like to fall asleep too, is, you know, some days I go to bed later, some days I go to bed earlier, but I want to make sure that I've done everything I possibly can at the end of the day to progress. And then after that, I can rest, I can relax, I can spend the evening with my wife, I can do whatever I want. And that's, everyone should aspire to to do that in some capacity. It's going to look different for everybody. But at the end of the day, if you're not doing everything you possibly can each day to progress, 
some days that literally means taking the day off and relaxing and recharging. Other days that means having a 12 hour work session. It looks different based on people's circumstances and their personality types and where they're at in life and what they want to be doing with their time, what they enjoy doing. Um, but just learning to, to live like that is super, super key because then you feel fulfilled. And if you don't feel fulfilled, you get depressed, you get anxious, you get upset, you get, you know, everything starts to fall apart. So, right. I really like the point that you made about understanding the variables that you can control versus putting attention on things that are out of your control, because I feel like I've seen a lot of companies fail because of that, is that they're trying to orchestrate or control these elements that really are out of their control. And while they're doing that, they forget about all of the other cogs in the wheel that are making their business run. So I think that's a really, really good reminder to recognize, like, sometimes you just have to surrender and put your hands up like, hey, that's okay right now. Like, let's focus on the other things that we can do. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's why nine out of 10 businesses fail. They say it's because of this, because of that money, this, that, no, it's just because at the end of the day, you're either focusing on what it is that you want, or you're focusing on what you don't want and the mm -hmm. variables that you can't control, which just drives you insane and feeds this kind of negative feedback loop, which doesn't benefit anybody. So yeah, the, the more you learn how to control your mind, which is your most valuable asset, uh, the better your life gets and the better your business gets it from a business perspective too. Very true. And I think that's so funny. It's like, I think both of us, when we first started chatting, we're hoping that the world was going to fall into this place of, you know, collaborating with the mind and the business, like turning the um, unconscious and the physical, like putting all of those elements together. And it's really cool to see how everybody's understanding now, or, you know, most of most people is kind of becoming mainstream for lack of better term because it is so important you know so many people were wanting to discredit this work of getting your mind right and thinking that it was just all like this physical action and doing 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 and yeah. I love to know that everything is kind of meshing together like this is very exciting to hear for sure for sure and it's we're kind of still in that stage where mental health has been the doorway for that just a greater awareness for better and for worse. It's been kind of the, the doorway into, okay, there's some greater thing going on here that we haven't really been addressing. And that's our minds. Um, I think it's in many ways, it's been over glamorized to the point where, you know, this victim culture has also emerged. Um, and we, I mean, we've talked a lot about that together, just, you know, casually, but that, that's emerged and that's a big thing. But then simultaneously, this bigger awareness into uh, mental health, especially in the corporate world, has been booming. I mean, uh, employee wellness programs, I think, have reached around three to four billion and are just projected to keep, continue going up. The numbers and the data on people, um, you know, taking days off because of mental health issues are it's clear as day. It's costing, you know, businesses billions and billions of dollars uh, every year. So. Mm -hmm. The data is there. And I think also having a lot more women in the corporate world has kind of created an awareness to uh, mental health. Again, for better or for worse, I don't know yet. The, we're not in a position to say what, what the outcome is going to be until maybe 10, 20, 30 years down the line. Um, but that's created a lot more uh, awareness into the mental health world, which is also brought in, you know, 
the other elements of that, like our brains and our physical health and our uh, emotional health and all that sort of thing. So it's becoming a bigger thing, which is really cool to see. That's great. I mean, for a business that I'm in, because that's what we do. So seeing that grow means that we grow and can help more people, which is great. So yeah. but at the end of the day, yeah, mental health has been the gateway for that. And I think it's been really interesting to see because we're right at the crux of it where it's mm -hmm. now starting to shift into a more positive direction which is good uh, but we're kind of still there's a lot of sticky strands of that kind of um, label and victim culture that's still there and present yeah. uh, unfortunately but it's it, we are moving out of it which is good this episode is brought to you by shopify Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Yeah, and not to put this on blast, I... Like you were saying, we've talked about this victim mentality thing casually for years now. Um, but I laugh because I can visualize these moments where I remember that you were really triggering <laughs> large communities yeah. of people because you were trying <laughs> to tell people. But the thing was, too, is when you were doing this, you were doing it in a very positive and loving way where it was like, why do you want to think that you're a victim when you are capable? Yeah. And it was funny, though, that I feel like you were kind of at this precipice of really talking about, hey, like maybe we shouldn't rely on every single outside circumstance to give us the peace and the prosperity that we're looking for in life. And I just remember how triggering you were <laughs> to many oh, yeah. communities and um and and specifically to like the like therapy community which like I have my own opinions about that too um because therapy in my own life in certain situations has been very helpful but I do even agree being somebody who who paid for it that after a certain amount of time like you're really just bringing up stuff that's keeping you you know stuck down so I really enjoyed when you were creating that content because it helped a lot of people see things in a different light and it was really coming from a good place like that was the funniest part to me was like all of the flack that you got because yeah. I was looking at it and I was like well maybe I just don't know how to see different sides even though I feel like I'm fairly empathetic and can see multiple sides to a situation so anyway I think that that's kind of something that I, I loved about the work you were doing because anybody who's created something new and has changed the the pace of a certain area in life you kind of get some flack for it you know anybody who's done great things has gotten a lot of backlash so I think that's something too like if you can talk about um, for people listening if they feel like a bit of fear of going maybe against the grain or you know how did you get through that part I, I don't think you personally like had that much of an issue doing it but what would you recommend for people who may have a bit of fear of conquering whatever it is that they want to move forward with or saying whatever they want to say yeah I mean I'm a bit of a shit disturber so I enjoyed the flack like I enjoyed the contrast probably a little too much because it didn't hurt me in the long uh term or at least somewhat short term in the midterm I would say it, it hurt me in the short term it did great for engagement uh in the long in the midterm it didn't really help me at all. And then uh, long-term, um, 
I've just been more smart about uh, the messaging because that's important. You know, you miss out on a lot of people uh, when you're too triggering, but you also need the right amount of contrast to drive engagement and keep people interested. Like, I prefer to not have people feel lukewarm about me. I'd rather than love my guts or hate my guts. And um, that's how I like to live personally. But just to kind of go slightly back before I fully answer that question, when you were talking about, you know, people doing great things, getting a lot of flack, those same people though, they were never, they never classified themselves as a victim. doesn't matter what unfortunate circumstance came upon them. And there was a lot of them. I mean, you take any great human being in history that's been an innovator, a visionary, done amazing things. They've all gone through probably way worse horrors, atrocities, terrible things, health scares, everything, people dying around them. I mean, it's nonstop. And that's that's been the biggest driving factor for, for me as an entrepreneur and, and building businesses and stuff is, is just realizing that, you know, there's always someone out there that's their life is way worse than mine. So it doesn't matter how much I want to complain about my current circumstances, things not going through as quickly as I want, deals not closing on time, all this stuff that I, that can frustrate you. Um, just always reminding yourself that, you know, there's someone that's got it way worse than you. So just shut up like that. No, and no one cares to hear about your problems genuinely um, because you know, they don't, people love to talk about their problems. That's something that people love to do, but no one actually wants to hear about other people's problems. Even, you know, most of the therapists, they're only doing it because they're getting paid. That's why they're listening to all your problems. And then on the other aspect of it, if it were the other way around, if they weren't getting paid, they just want to be talking about all their problems. That's what people, when, when you're living from that certain headspace, that's all you want to do. You just want to blab about all the bad things because that's what gives you that little dopamine kick to, to make yourself feel like you're actually progressing and doing things in life. I mean, that's what's created this whole culture is we've had it too good, legitimately. We've had it too good. This is the best time to be alive. The most amount of opportunities. You can start a multi from home. I mean, you can never do that before, right? So you, I mean, you can get now, especially the last couple of years, every job can be done online pretty much, yeah. right? So opportunities are endless ways to get paid are endless education online is free you don't have to go to higher education anymore and i would probably advise most people not to because you know the access to information that's available i can take harvard courses online for free you know i can i have access to pdfs that i use on the daily from harvard stanford yale all the ivy league schools that are super super valuable that people paid you know a lot of money for that you can access now for free not to mention YouTube or anything. So that's just like kind of one little tangent there. But to bring it back to, you know, kind of being a, a, an empowered individual, that's the real trick is you have to be an embodiment of, you know, empowerment. And empowerment to me is doing what you want to do and ensuring that it's actually creating some sort of positive impact in the world. Not a, not a belief that it's what you're doing is positive because that's not enough. It has to, there has to be tangible proof that what you're doing is creating a, a positive impact in the world. Now we've got a lot of keyboard warriors in this day and age who believe that, you know, just speaking out against some political crap is 
progressing in this world is creating value in this world is it's not right there's people that genuinely need your help right now that you can help that you have the skill sets to help and maybe you need to learn a few more things before you can fully help them in the capacity that you desire to but you have the capacity to learn how to help people too that's the best part is any area that you want to get into whether it's art music uh, media business success marketing whatever any across literally any media you can serve there's people there that need your help and once you start getting into that mindset that's the reason that i never got triggered by the crazies you know yelling at me when they said you know this and that and this and that we're trying to rebuttal and let me feed into victimization is because i genuinely knew based on feedback that i got from people that what i was saying is helping people so whether, you know, I get a hundred, you know, thousand comments that say how, you know, bigoted I am and this and that and all this crap, it doesn't matter because if one person's life is improved by what I'm saying, then that's all that matters to me. And ideally more than one person, but that's all that matters. One person to, you know, if I have a hundred people, you know, running their mouths, telling me how terrible I am, but one person's life has changed and I've made a difference today and I can go to bed feeling good. And I don't worry about those other people. And you know, sometimes I, like I said, I'm a bit of a shit disturber. So I like to, you know, feed into that sometimes, but I've learned, I've, you know, I've created more discipline in my life recently. And um, so I haven't been feeding into that as much as I had in previous years. Yeah. Part of it's messaging too. You know, I want to reach more people and um, there's a limit that you can do that when you speak in a certain tone versus when you're a little bit more approachable, but you still have to be contrasting and somewhat opinionated. That's the other aspect of, of kind of breaking through that, that noise as creators and stuff is you have to have an opinion. You have to have some sort of uh, methodology in life, which in nowadays is looked down upon. You know, we have to be all accepting of every single way and walk of life and listen, I'm, I'm fine. People can do whatever they want to do, but I'm also allowed to have my opinion on how I think the world works based on my own experiences and what works best for me and how to, how to function and how to be a good citizen and how to help people and do my job right and actually get results. I'm allowed to have that. And everyone should feel that way about themselves and others as well. And I think that would make the genuinely the world a better place. And there'd be a lot less uh, just kind of back and forth banter. Yeah. I feel like speaking on that, a lot of the back and forth or a lot of the openness towards everything can allow for a lot of confusion in your own life. So when there's all these contrasting elements, then you kind of lose yourself along the way and you don't recognize what it is that actually is your quote unquote, why to whatever you're doing. You know, a lot of people in business love to talk about finding your why before you start. And I feel like that gets very, very muddled and very, very hard to see in the process when you're allowing everybody else to tell you how life works. And then you forget how life works for you. And especially if you're somebody who's empathetic, which I believe is a great quality to have, but it's learning to be empathetic, but also not losing yourself in the process. For sure. And for I sure, love yeah, it's like, if you don't stand for something, then there's that quote, you know, you'll fall for, for anything. So oh. you have to, you have to stand for something. You have to have some sort of idea, some sort of belief, some sort of, you know, substance to yourself otherwise you're just gonna bend over it when a big wave comes 
Right. Ooh, I, I like that quote. I haven't heard that quote in a minute. So that was a good reminder. It's a good quote. Yeah. So anyway, too, with all of this as well, and I, I, I wanted to go back a little bit to the the keyboard warriors because I, I yeah. again, we we met during like a time where it was like everything was very peaceful on Twitter. It was just like eat fruit, and then it became like this very chaotic space of who knows what. And um, I think that you've done a really good job of discerning what you personally, um you know, want to say and what not to say. And I, I can see as a friend, like you maybe having those moments of like saying your keyboard, your personal, like keyboard warrior stuff, which we all have. Um, and then it's like, what was the moment for you that defined like that switch into knowing like, okay, I'm actually maybe not doing as much as I could for the world here. So like, how, how was that moment of a switch for you? Like, what was your kind of aha moment of like, okay, I'm going to take my path and like my opinions and work it in a different way well it's kind of a twofold epiphany that happened one i got kind of spanked pretty badly by the platforms um which was my dominant income source at the time was all through i was getting all my clients and everything through instagram mainly and a little bit through twitter um and then i got really badly shadow banned because they didn't like what i was saying and algorithms and this and that and Anyways, so so that was a big wake up call for me when I stopped when my engagement just to totally that was probably about 2020 2021 when they really started cracking down on people. Um, people were getting banned left, right, and center. It was getting really bad, right? Um, so that was one aspect of it. Was I kind of got forced into the corner, got got forced into the let's be a little bit more conscious of that. And then the other aspect was just self-reflection of looking at, you know, what's the best use of my time and energy? Is it legitimately, you know, posting all this stuff and um, needing to like, for what basically I started asking again, like, why am I doing this? What is the outcome of this? What are the, what are the uh, effects of my actions? And what I'm saying is it actually reaching the people that I want it to reach and I found that a lot of times it wasn't, unfortunately, whether that I could blame it on the platform or I could blame it on what I was saying. Um, it was probably a little bit of both, but it really comes down to making sure that your actions are getting the best ROI on what it is that you want to get. What is the outcome that you want? You know, for me, I wanted to help people. I wanted to help people. I didn't want to help random strangers online. I wanted to help my clients which yeah. means I wanted to get more clients and I wanted to help people work one-on-one -on -one courses, that sort of thing, mentorship. So that's what I wanted. And what I was doing, it just wasn't working that way. Um, so I had to readjust my entire strategy, which meant, you know, doing a complete, uh, you know, rebrand and design and that sort of thing. Um, get rid of a lot of stuff. Clean, just kind of clean house basically and, and start to rethink you know what who am i actually targeting what am i trying to say here and who am i trying to help and then from that place actually just doing that and focusing on on helping more people so that's really what it's about it's been about for me like i don't i don't i realize this actually the probably the last year or so that i don't care to have a brand as much as i care to actually help people in a mm -hmm. really massive way 
And relying on just the brand like I was for previous years, actually I realized was a really big weakness because I didn't have enough of a foundation set up offline that in case things happened and I saw it happen, I saw it happen to friends, I saw it happen to people that I look up to where they just got nuked overnight, everything's gone. I mean, I, if I was in that situation, which I'm blessed that I wasn't in that situation, um, then you know I would have lost my entire business space my entire you know, flow of, of traffic and income. So learning to be a little bit more intelligent on that front and start to think, how can I set something up online? How can I start doing things offline that benefit people in a massive way that don't require me to you know, be making content all day, every day, just to get clients and stuff. Yeah. And that's another thing too, with content creation. I mean, it's very, very different when you're doing it because you enjoy doing it versus when you do it because you need to do it, you know? Right. Right. Totally huge, different. huge difference. Not it becomes like how it feels yeah. to the people, but also just, you know, your own mental energy and everything. Right. Right. I've definitely experienced that for sure. And when I, I just recently pivoted this year of like, you know, feeling very obligated to post yeah. and then now just doing stuff that I want to do and how much of a difference that was and how you don't even recognize really when it's happening you know you can maybe feel a little bit off but then when you finally pivot you're like oh that's where I was not looking <laughs> um yeah exactly and I and I love this reminder in general um the word that comes to mind I just said it but like pivoting so like understanding and strategizing all of these foreseeable elements to a business or to your life or to your mindset like learning to have all of these tools possibly even in the background, but knowing when to pick up the tool and use it to your best benefit. So I love that reminder, like, you know, whether you're in business or whether you're doing one-on-one -on -one client coaching, it's like knowing how things might go. So having that backup plan to rely on instead of putting all of your eggs in one basket. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just thinking about what, what is the actual outcome that you want to get? You know, if you want to create content for creating content and you build a big brand, that's great. You know, if that's what you want to do, that's awesome. And you should do that. But if you want to do it, you know, I, it, it always comes back down to asking yourself, why am I doing what I'm doing? And where are these actions taking me? Not just this month or next month or in six months, but a year, two years, three years, five years, 10 years down the line. That's something that our generation is really going to reap the consequences of um, because, you know, we started on the internet and social media when it was first blooming and there was no rules and we could do say and do whatever we want. And now there's already people that are, you know, things are coming back to bite them in the, in the ass. So yeah. you need to be careful, not just about what you say, because I think freedom of speech is super, super important. And anybody should be able to say ultimately whatever they want. Um, as long as you're not, you know, creating actual violence against people, but, uh, but just for your own sake, you know, is what you're saying actually valuable? Very few people think about what they're saying. You know? Very few people take time to actually genuinely think, hmm, what is what I'm saying the best possible thing that I can say with the least amount of words? Because that's ideally how you should be, you know, considering. Yeah, that's very valuable. <laughs> yeah, I just I just started laughing because it's like the days when we really did start on the internet, you know, our generation. And it's like the days where it's like eating a piece of pizza. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why did I share that? 
to the internet, you know, just, I mean, that's a mild thing to, you know, <laughs> that's a mild example. I would say that's just irrelevant, but you know, right. we thought that people can People it's still technically do that, you know, it's like, Hey, I'm at air one with my juice or I'm here and there, you know? So it's just it's, evolved a little bit. Right. But, it yeah. is a, my, it is a mild element. It's not like the, you know, opinions that are going to get people in, in trouble later, but it's just funny. It's, it's knowing how to use your time wisely. And especially since we all are on the internet all the time, it's like, I love what you said too, like taking that day off or understanding what's going to work best for you because this part of our life is integrated, but it doesn't mean that it's everything that exists. Exactly. And people just don't think. That's the biggest problem in this day and age is people just don't think. They don't yeah. think. Their brains don't work. They don't think. They're not actually thinking about the consequences of their actions every day. Everything you think, everything you say, everything you do, you need to be thinking about what are the effects? What are the causes? that? And, and you're not going to be able to see most of them. So you should just be on alert based on what you can see and know that what you can't see is even, it's even more vast and even more crazy. So everyone needs to think more. If you don't think, I mean, that's how we kind of got into the mess that we're, that we're in. Everyone just like, la-di-da, la-di-da, here, this and that. And all of a sudden, you know, we start implementing ideologies and we start doing all this stuff and people just eat it up. You know, people don't even think. Critical thinking is a very rare trait that we have nowadays. And uh, it's very, very important. In business, especially if you're running a big business, you need to be thinking critically, not just about what will please my employees or what will please the shareholders, but genuinely thinking, is this a good idea? Is this genuinely going to help people? Um, and then also in your own life, in your relationships, in your connections, in your friendships, everything. People just, they need to think, you need to think. It's very important. I like that. It's a very concise message that is poignant. It says a yeah. lot. Yeah. Because I think that. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of goes off with the whole like, you know, losing yourself in whatever ideology is out there or whatever. But with all of these other things, if we're almost too present and we're not thinking about how things can uh, happen in the future, then we're kind of just like roaming around trying a bunch of different things. And then the next thing you know, you turn a certain age and you're like, yep. oh, crap. Like, I didn't actually accomplish any of the initial plans and goals that I had. And I'm not saying that, you know, to put pressure, like, I think pressure is an interesting concept in itself, but it is like a little, you know, you have to apply a little bit of pressure because diamonds are created under pressure, you know? So it really just comes down to what you were saying of figuring out what it is exactly that you want in life. And understanding that you have to run with that. And it's okay if things aren't always light and love. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, pressure is important because it's, you need to push yourself. No one's going to push you at the end of the day. You know, like once you reach a certain age, no one's going to push you. In fact, they're going to push you into a place where you're just, it's all cool, man. I'm just drifting. I'm just, and that's what it is. They become a drifter. And you're just getting blown through the wind of life. And then all of a sudden you're 50, 60, 70. What did I even do? Yeah. You know, yeah. and a lot of people end up like that. You don't want to end up like that. That's not living a good life. That's not even close to your potential. That's like not even 1% of your potential. And right. everyone should be striving to do that every single day, all day, every day, for sure. Ooh. 
So speaking of potential, what would Will Nichols' guide to living your full potential look like if you could give us like a little bit of a rundown? I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but yeah. Well, my guide to helping people live into their full potential. Well, it starts uh, It starts with, with awareness and awareness kind of is twofold. So it starts with the awareness that my life isn't where I want it to be. So where do I want to be? I'm not where I want to be. Maybe I'm not in the best shape right now, or maybe I'm not mentally where I want to be. Maybe I've been mentally struggling with things and I've been putting a lot of things off. Um, I've been wanting to do this project or this, this thing, take this risk for a long time, but I just never have pulled the trigger. And the more I wait, the further away it gets, because that's the reality of it. So it starts with awareness. It starts with, with being able to look at your life objectively and uh, Jordan Peterson actually gives this kind of remedies like you want to figure out you know where you're at in life sit down one night on your bed by yourself no one else around you and genuinely ask yourself what am I doing wrong mm -hmm. what am I doing wrong because you can only do things right when you know what you're doing wrong Right. You, you can only know where you want to go when you know where you don't want to go. It's, and then, by the way, it's a lot easier for us to figure out where we don't want to be, what we don't want, than it is to figure out what we do want. If you ask the average person, what is your highest aspiration in life? They have no answer. If you ask the average person, what do you, why are you getting up every morning? They're going to tell you some BS answer. I get up because I need to work, right? I'm trying to build, a, save a, a money for a house. Or, like All these garbage answers that are not answers. So people don't know why they're getting up. People don't have any sense of purpose. Yeah. So you need to look at your life and say, what in my current situation do I not like? Do I not enjoy? And you have to get annoyed with that. That's where the pressure comes in. You have to, this kind of apathetic attitude towards struggle and, and whatever. It's just like, ah, oh, deal with it. It's all good, man. It's all cool. No, it's not cool. We have a finite time here. Finite. It's not infinite. Sure, you know, maybe we are our true essence or soul, whatever is infinite, but we're not infinite, which means and you're not going to live forever, not here. So what are you going to do with the time that you have here? And it starts by addressing everything that you're doing wrong, yeah. right? Is your, is your finances where they're at? Okay, if not, then okay, I've been making some bad decisions. Now I need to change that. Or is your weight, is your body where it's at? Are you feeling healthy inside and out? Okay, look at any area that provides you with uncomfort, discomfort, and that will tell you where to start. So that's the awareness side of it. And having the honesty to admit to yourself that I've been doing things wrong. I don't know what I'm doing. I've just been drifting. I haven't been taking care of myself. I haven't been taking care and addressing the things that need to be addressed. And then from there, making a decision that you're actually going to change, that you're actually going to go where you want to go. It starts with, I don't, I know where I don't want to go, which is right here where I'm at right now, where I feel stuck and where I feel stagnant, where I feel depressed or whatever in pain, uh, emotional or physical. Now, what's the opposite of that? That's my highest aspiration. So the opposite of pain is pleasure. I want to feel joy. I want to feel blessed. I want to feel abundant. I want to feel prosperous. I want to feel all these things, healthy, wealthy, et cetera. Now you have to make a decision that you're going to do that. Everyone says they want, like if you ask someone, you know, do you want to be rich? Obviously they're going to say, yeah. But how many people make a genuine decision to start building wealth? How many people make a genuine decision to improve their mental health? 
I'm improving my mental health. How? By going to therapy once a week? That's not improving your mental health. Where's the metrics on that? If you can't measure it, then nothing's happening, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm also, you know, I'm unsure universal laws and believing in this and that and faith and visualizing and all. I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of all that. But you also need to realize that if you're not measuring your progress, if you're not actively looking at all the things that you're doing wrong, then you can't act actively say what you're doing is the right thing. <laughs> and if you're not doing the right thing, then you're not going to get the right results. So the right actions equal the right results. And if you're getting, if you're looking at your current life and you're like, I'm not happy with the results that I have, then that means you've been doing the wrong actions. And the wrong actions include how you think. The wrong actions include how you feel. The wrong actions include what you believe about yourself and the world. So that's how it starts. It starts with that awareness, looking at what I don't like in my life, then saying, okay, what do I want? What do I genuinely want? When's the last time that the average person has actually thought about what they want in life. If you ask someone, what do you want out of life? I don't know. Like you should be thinking about it as much as you're thinking about an essay or as much as you're thinking about the stupid Grammys or whatever. You need to be thinking. People don't think. Thinking about what, what is it that I want? I want this, I want that. And I always give the recommendation. It's very easy exercise. 11 minutes, set the timer. If money and time were of no limitation and I knew I couldn't fail, what would I have be or do? Just free write, creative thought, boom, 11 minutes. And what's going to happen is the first couple ones are going to be BS. That's just how it is. You're kind of brain dumping. But by the time you get to it, and the idea of it is that by the time the 11 minute timer is, you're still writing. And most people, they can't even get to 11 minutes when they first do it because they're just so stuck in circumstances that they can't see out of it. So it, you have to know what you want. And then from there, you have to make a decision that I'm going to go after it. If you don't make a decision, and a decision means I'm going to do it, that's it, period. Nothing's going to stop me. No matter what happens, I'm going to figure it out. I'll do it. I'll do it. You know, uh, That's making a decision. Once you do that, your life starts to change. You start to, you start to tell the world, the universe, God, whatever, that you're serious, that you seriously want it. Because if you're like, I kind of want this, I want more money, I want to raise, I want a dog, I want a girlfriend, I want a wife, a husband, whatever. That's not serious. If you're genuinely desiring something, you can get it. Anything that you genuinely desire, I truly 100% believe that if it's a genuine, pure desire, and you absolutely desire it in like the entirety of your being, you can get it. Absolutely. There's no doubt about that. I've seen miracles. I've seen crazy things happen. Yeah. Uh, and, and people, you know, overcome the craziest of circumstances to come out on top so you're no exception you know no one is an exception to that uh, but it's all about that desire and most people don't have that desire. we just live in this numbed out apathetic state of this fake culture that is just numbing us so that we don't take action so that we don't create anything of value i mean how many coaches and 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 stuff are not walking the talk I mean, would you, would you genuinely listen to business advice from someone who hasn't started a business? You know, yeah. would you genuinely listen to how to be wealthy and create all your dreams and come true if someone isn't living their dream life? It's like just saying I'm living my dream life. I've heard a lot of people say that. I'm living my dream life. I'm the first to admit I'm not living my dream life. No way. And I never will because I'm always creating something better and bigger. Yeah. And there's always more to go. So I'm never going to be satisfied. And people will say, well, you need to be satisfied with the moment and all that stuff. 
I am. I'm completely content with this moment. I could live where what I'm doing right now for a very long time and I'll be okay. I'm living far above the average person. Uh, when you look at income, GDP, I mean, especially being in Mexico. So, you know, we're walking by shacks and then huge villas and then oceanfront five-star resorts and then back to the shacks and a garbage mound with a goat, you know? It's like, I don't live in that. I'm doing okay. I'm doing all right. So contentness, sure. Be content with where you're at. Be Accept the fact that every part of the journey is a step in the process. But you have to be hungry. You have to be desiring more. The moment you stop desiring more and moving the goalposts further is the moment you stop growing. And the moment you stop growing, you're dying. There's no plateau. There's no such thing as a plateau. You're going up or you're going down. You're growing or you're dying. It's, it's black and white. We don't like this in this culture now. We don't like black and white thinking. We don't like, we like just gray everything. It's like everything's gray. No, no, no. We need contrast. We need black and white, right? There's, there's certain things in life that are just binary, yeah. right? Very, very, it's like, what is, are you living a good life? Are you able to provide for your family? Are you able to do all the things that you want to be doing? Are you able to help people? I mean, it's either yes or no. Do you feel good now? Is it yes or no? Maybe. There's no maybe. It's like you either do feel good now or you don't. And you're either thinking about the things that you want or you're thinking about the things that you don't want. It's binary. And you're either focusing on gratitude or you're focusing on lack and, and all the things that you don't have and why, why you can't have them and limitation and victimization and so on and so forth. So essentially that's the process. You just think about everything that's going wrong in your life and very few people are willing to do this because they're just, they've been putting it away for so long, but this is how you grow. This is how you actually change your life by looking at everything that's going wrong, square in the face, honestly, openly, and then saying, okay, what is it that I actually want now? Don't just think about what you think you can get based on where you're at. Think about what is it that you genuinely desire in life. doesn't matter where you're at. I've seen things happen very fast for people who were able to do this efficiently. Very fast, like I'm talking, you know, zero to millions of dollars in a very short span of time, or everything's crashing apart to your whole life's together in a very short period of time. It can happen. So then you decide what you want. From there, you make a decision that you're going to go out and get it. And then every single day, you have an objective that you're moving towards, a big objective. You need a North Star. You need something that is about a year-long goal. Napoleon Hill called it the chief aim. It's your prime objective that you're focused on. And you're breaking that down into tasks now. What am I doing every day to move towards that? That's how you know if you're progressing. What did I do today to get towards my dreams? And if you go to bed at night and you did nothing, then you realize that you just wasted an entire day of your life, a day that you could have progressed. And just like compound interest, we don't understand how much that's impacting our future. Just taking one day off, how much that's going to impact you in five, 10 years, you have no idea. That could be the make or break of you experiencing things rapidly versus things taking a lot longer than they need to be. So no days off. And it's not about like the hustle grind culture of like working 14, 15, 16, 18 hour days. That's not what it's about. It's just about knowing that you're progressing towards your dreams and your goals. Okay, Earl Nightingale said, success is a progressive realization of a worthy ideal, something that you have in mind, that you're actually progressing towards. It. 
And if you if you can go to bed and you've done everything you possibly can in the day or as much as you possibly could for the day to move the needle just a little bit, then you're succeeding. You're a success. You're a living success. That's all you need to know. And everything else, all the glam and jitter and garbage and jargon and, you know, confetti, it's all, it's all second to that. It's all second to that. What matters is that you feel fulfilled in who you are. That is how you live up to your potential. You're succeeding in life, aka you're progressing every day, just a little bit. It doesn't have to be, you know, some days it's crazy leap. Something's happened. When big deals go on or big opportunities arise, those will be dropped on you. And your ability to handle those will determine, you know, the future. That that happens. Uh, just like things happen very slowly and you have to have the patience to follow through. That's also a part of it. So this is a I, I mean, I just feel like I was just at church a little bit. Like I'm over here <laughs> feeling fucking motivated. I love I'm it. So yeah. And I know that we've talked about these kind of concepts for years, but it's always so cool. I'm so glad you put that all in one, you know, uh, little blip of time for us because we, even if we know this information, sometimes we forget. And sometimes we haven't done that, you know, step two where it's like, okay, what am I doing wrong? Cause you know, we do progress up in these levels and then we kind of get stuck there. So it's always this, you know, cycle of going back to step one going to step five, then realizing, okay, what can I do better? Let's do it all again. And let's like keep clarifying the overall situation. And so I love this. This is a great reminder for myself as well. Um, you know, when you are feeling like, huh, maybe there's an aspect that I'm overlooking right now. So I love Will Nichols guide to becoming <laughs> your most prosperous self. <laughs> this is wonderful. You should write to it. No, and not to do <laughs> is not to know. So a lot, I talk to a lot of people that know everything I'm saying, but they're not, they're not living it and they're depressed and they're upset with their lives and they're not happy with what, where they're at. So they're, you don't really know it unless you're, unless you're living by it, unless you're living embodiment of it. And the other aspect of that too, is once you do start achieving some success, a lot of the people that we work with now, I mean, they're running huge companies and they've achieved a lot of success, financial success, material success, um, you know, business world success. But then what happens is, you stop moving the goalposts mm -hmm. further. So things will happen. You'll achieve one goal. And then what? What, you just give up now? You retire? It's like, that's not how life works. Life allows you to just keep pushing the goalposts till the moment you leave your body. I mean, yeah. that's really what it, the game of life is. You just keep pushing the goalposts. If you don't have a goal now, think about it again. What do I want in life? What, what else could I possibly desire now? Some, yeah. maybe towards the end of your life, it's just to enjoy time with your family. As much as you possibly can and be as present as you can with all that. That's a great goal. That's there's nothing wrong with that. There's no right or wrong with these goals either. There's no, you don't need, you know, to be a multimillionaire. You don't need to run a massive business. You don't need to be even an entrepreneur at all. Like none of that. Yeah. It's all personal. What do you want? And no one can tell you that but you. So that's why you have to have those honest conversations though with yourself. Yeah. I love that. And I feel like that's a beautiful place to end because I think you really gave people a lot of concrete and palpable ways to move forward, which is what I love about your coaching is that it's very strategic and it's very straightforward and there's no bullshit. You know, it's not like, hey, let's get, we're going to work for like five years trying to refine this one goal. It's like, I don't want you to have to waste that much time, you know, like let's no. get to the bottom of it and let's move forward. 
So I absolutely love that. It really is all, you know, determined by yourself. And this was a wonderful reminder for everybody. Cause I think I know that I know personally too, a lot of people who get stuck. So this was great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we've all been there. We've all been yeah. there. Yeah. Everybody, everybody gets there. So if you're listening and you know, maybe you want to apply some one-on-one -on -one coaching too. You're more than welcome to hit Will up. Um, where can people find you? Uh, are you taking personal clients these days or is it more just like corporate businesses or what? Uh, it's more, it is more corporate stuff, but um, I always have a waiting list. So if you want to get on that, you can send me a message. I am Will Nichols on Twitter, Instagram, uh, all social media platforms, LinkedIn, the whole shebang. So that's where I'm at. But it's been an absolute pleasure and I uh, super appreciate chatting and catching up as always. No, for real. And you definitely need to come back on because I know that you're just going to be learning as we all are learning on this journey. And I'm sure soon you're going to have even more beautiful things to share with us. So I absolutely enjoy talking to you. You know, I love you forever. Um, so I'm so excited to see where you're at in life. And it's so cool. Like we were talking about the five years before we were both kind of I just know. starting our little journey towards our careers and look at us now. I mean, even the last time we had lunch, I mean, from then till now, it's lots, lots happened. So much has changed. <laughs> so much has yeah. changed. It's so wild. It's a beautiful process. And this is just a great reminder too. Like there's always so much beauty and just like, again, that will, okay, sorry. What you were talking about before where you've seen miracle miracles happen in a very short amount of time. I feel like the growth that we experience in like the first three years of our friendship versus like the last two years, that exponential growth of like the last two years over the whole five years, that's crazy. So yep. we I'm both just put our heads down. There you go. Oh, I love it. I love, that's I it. love compound interest in general. So when you said that, I was like, yes, it's my bread and butter. <laughs> it's the best. Right, well, but it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Will, for coming on. It has been a pleasure for me as well. And uh, uh, I believe all of the listeners too. So everybody give Will Nichols a hand. You can find him on his platforms. I am Will Nichols. He's a joy to talk to. So thanks everybody for tuning in to the Flipside podcast where we talk everything upside down and inside out. And we will see you next time. Bye.